Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Hi, this is Roy Green with Beauties and the Beast. Each week, Catherine Swift, RoyGreenCanadians.ca, financial columnist Linda Leatherdale, and former member of Parliament Michelle Simpson, who was the seatmate to Justin Trudeau, all get together with me for a completely politically incorrect, truthful session. Okay, Linda Leatherdale, at Linda Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria, Canada. Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament and a former seatmate to the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, and Catherine Swift, who uh, was the boss at CFIB, Canadian Federation of Independent Business, for quite a few years. Canada's most powerful woman, is as she was described. We know that, of course. And uh, workingcanadians.ca. So I've got everything caught up. A few things are just a little wobbly around here, but we'll get them squared away. How are you all doing? We're doing great. Great. Excellent. Wonderful day at the lake today. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's supposed to be tomorrow. Tomorrow's supposed to be about 40 degrees Celsius with the. uh, Not up here, thank goodness, but it's going to be hot. Well, it's going to be it's going to be 40 degrees Celsius with the wind chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the lake. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'll be in you. the pool. I'll be in the pool. <laughs> okay. And I'll be sitting in the studio. Where will you be, Michelle? We might as well find out. I'll be in the river. So we got the lake, the pool, and the river. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not the water. Um, I have a couple of questions that I want. Oh, I just wanted you to know. Did you know that it's uh, Barack Obama's 57th birthday today? No. Yes, it's his 57th birthday today, and it was has been officially declared the first annual Barack Obama Day. Wow. Really? Yeah. Who's declaring that? Trump? Uh, no, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, not Donald just have Trump. To go, just have to go yeah. online. Just go on the web. You'll see oh, really? it. Big smile, and there's uh, the old vice president standing beside him. Uh, Joe, I like to swim in the nude Biden. Biden. There's a scary thought. Uh, some issues that we need to talk about. And I, I just want to run this past you first, Michelle. Because in the last hour, last half hour, we were talking about it. I don't know if you, did you hear the last half hour? No, I didn't get it. Okay, we're, we were talking to, um, to Vaden Earl and to his 12-year-old adopted daughter, Whitlene, who is uh, an orphan from the Haitian earthquake. Now, yeah. she was then moved to the Dominican Republic, and she's now a stateless person because of, because of laws that the Dominican Republic have, uh, and has enacted. So, but she's also the adopted daughter of a Canadian family. Justin Trudeau, and you know him well, Justin Trudeau stood face-to-face with Vaden Earl in Hamilton, and he told Mr. Earl, if you can get such-and-such such a form together... We'll bring Woodleen to uh, to Canada, and they're they're hemming and hawing. There's a bunch of MPs who want to make it happen, 
And my point to Dean Allison, the conservative MP who was with us, and to Widleen's dad, and Widleen was on the air with us as well. She's just an absolute charmer. Yeah. Uh, my point is that the Prime Minister of Canada can take care of this. This paper that they that they want is never going to be produced. It can't be. It never will be. So it's the option, is it not, of Mr. Trudeau or Mr. Husson to just do a ministerial piece of magic, sign a piece of paper, and she can come to Canada, no? Sounds like if the, if there is no piece of paper... Um, there isn't, and it's, there's never going to be a piece of paper because it's, it's not possible to generate the piece of paper because of the legislation that the Dominican Republic passed. Yeah. So she's, well, a, she's essentially a stateless person, but you've know, got to pass this because if they don't, it's been going on for 10 years, this young lady's going to have no home to go to, and she's scared now because she's in the Dominican Republic, and apparently what they're doing is just picking up people who don't look like they're Dominicans, that's what Vaden told me, and told us on the air a while back, and just shipping them off to Haiti. And she's not a citizen of Haiti. Who's knocking the beer bottles around? <laughs> not me. Not me. Okay. So this is, just doesn't sound right. And I was thinking that maybe as a former um, associate of Mr. Trudeau, you could persuade him to do the right thing, Michelle. I, I'm not convinced anyone can do that, Roy. No. Too bad. Yeah. It's too bad. All right. So let's talk about this uh, safe third countries agreement. And uh, I spoke with Michelle Rempel at the beginning of the program about this. Catherine, why don't you take it on? How do you see what's bothering you most about what's going on? Oh, boy. Lots. (laughs) Um, Well, clearly, uh, you know, there is a loophole here that the government refuses to close. Um, I think I've, listened, I've read a lot about people, you know, more learned people on this issue, like immigration lawyers, people that know the law, and some say that, no, this is not legitimate what's going on. Uh, it is illegal, and, of course, we always hear irregular and so on. Um, but that being said, I think the hard reality is that we, are, we Canadians are footing a massive, massive bill. Uh, people are being put up in... Um, hotels and you know lately it says hotels and so on and so forth uh, the apparently some of them without even having their case decided will be in the country for several years years before their case is even decided it's going to be between five and it's going to be between five and eleven years seeking asylum and what they're doing is flying in they can clearly afford a plane ticket flying in from other countries into the US and then immediately crossing into Canada so initially, the thought was because Trump was sort of cracking down on some, you know, illegal people that were in the U.S. Um, on the wrong side of the law. Uh, this is a totally new ball game, and for for the liberals to claim that Trudeau's stupid tweet, "Welcome to Canada," you know, everybody's welcome here, come on down, uh, to, had nothing to do with this, is malarkey. Plus, plus they're they're going to be this 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 process is going to take between five and eleven years to run its course. And we, uh, and I was speaking to Michelle Rempel about this, some of these, the migrants who come into the country who don't have any status yet, even though John Tory tweeted earlier this morning, now that he's got his hands on some money, he tweeted that they're refugees. Well, they're not refugees. That hasn't been established. But some of these illegal migrants, and immigration lawyers will argue that that point, but it's, it, it, it is illegal to enter Canada illegally. It doesn't, it's that simple. Um, but But some of these illegal migrants are acting as, anchor relatives yeah, yeah. to get their family in now. So, 
you know. Wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, Michelle, what, what's... People in the country a few hours and suddenly they're anchors for others? Yeah. Come on. Michelle, what's going on? Uh, what do you think's going on within, inside the Liberal Party as far as this is concerned? Well, you know, I don't know what they're up to, but when I was an MP, if you came through a safe country like the U.S., and you can argue about Trump, but the reality is once you made it to the U.S., you were in a safe country, and you weren't allowed to come to Canada as a refugee. That's the safe third country agreement. That's right. And that's what's being uh, pushed aside. And it's being and, and when when Bill Blair was made available or made made aware of that, he said sixty eight percent of Canadians don't get what's going on. Mr. Blair has only been a minister for a few days, and already he's insulted. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders, no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Want to hear more Roy Green? We've got you covered with the Roy Green Show podcast. Subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or Google Play. This is one of these stories everybody has an instant opinion on, and I need yours. Then Quebec... A labor tribunal heard from an employer who refused to pay a woman or refused to allow a woman to work from home on the day her cat died. Now, the woman filed a complaint with the board saying that she was fired or had to quit her job uh, three years ago, and she says it's psychological harassment And one of the problems she had was she wasn't paid after staying home from the office after her cat, Juliet, died. Now, I have two dogs, as you know. Linda, you have dogs. Catherine has a dog. I don't know if Michelle has a dog or not. Uh, I had a dog. You you have a dog? Okay, so we love our pets, right? They're our family. They're our buddies. They mean a lot to us. But does the employer have a responsibility to give the person whose pussycat died um, a, a paid day off for bereavement? No. 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 But you know what's interesting? There was, there's more to this story. Um, I looked into it, and apparently this employee was a pain in the butt in many, many ways to this employer. It was high maintenance all the way, was always asking for you know special favors, et cetera, et cetera. And I bet any money, most decent employers, you know what, would probably say sure. I mean, it shouldn't be legislated, it shouldn't be required, but I bet most decent employers would probably say sure. But in this case, it was probably the straw that broke this particular employer's back with this particular employee, and, and he said no. And, but, yeah, I mean, it, you know, there, there certainly should be no, 
uh, uh, certainly no requirement or expectation that that would be the case. Catherine, you know this is going to be a story where some people who have pets are going to be all over it. They're going to be all over it. I'm sorry. They're going to be all, and I'm going to be asking our callers tomorrow for their views on this because <laughs> as my little dog, you know, the one that caused me to fall down the stairs, now he got sick <laughs> earlier this week, uh-huh. and he was he was he was in pretty bad shape. I and, and the vet gave me all sorts of antibiotics and all sorts Karma, of stuff. Roy. So it cost me about eight hundred bucks over the last few days. But it, it, well, you know, if my dogs die, I'm going to be very sad about it, and it's going to bother me a, a tremendous amount. But if I have a show to do that day. I'm not going to call the, the you know the the radio network and say, I'm sorry, my dad, my dog died. You you have to give me the day off and pay me. I I would never even think of doing that. Yeah, and, and, and nor would I. Woman expected it speaks volumes about her, doesn't it? Because it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. She won't yes, be the only we one. love our pets, boy. We love our pets. Okay, okay. I just I, I got that I got that anger. I hear that anger in Catherine's voice. I've heard it. <laughs> I've heard it before. I'm not going there. <laughs> I've seen the victims of that anger in this studio. <laughs> I was there too. <laughs> Not a pretty sight. Okay, here's the third and final question for you today, and it's one that we're going to play on uh, over the next year. Is it fair or is it excessive to argue that under Justin Trudeau, Canada is a wobbling mess? Crisis after embarrassment, after insulting Canadians as racist, after pandering to terrorists? after Trudeau being convicted of ethics violations and so on. Now, there are people who will say you are cherry-picking issues, that it's not fair to the prime minister. You have to look at the overall product before you can uh, assess. So I'm asking you uh, guys, is it... Oh, I'm going to get the emails again. Is it fair or is it excessive to argue that under Justin Trudeau, Canada is a wobbling mess? Let me start with the woman who sat beside him as he admired his hair more than he admired hers, <laughs> Michelle Simpson. <laughs> you know, I I just can't believe it that Canadians. I was trying to think of something major that other than legalizing marijuana that he's done, and I was hard pressed. He hasn't gotten into any of the issues he backed away from the election uh amendments he's backed he's backing away from uh climate change which is not necessarily a bad thing but i you know i i was scratching my head trying to figure out what he's actually done of any significant consequence as far as contribution, positive contribution is concerned. Yeah, for, yeah, for Canadians. Yep. Okay, okay. Linda, how do you feel about it? And when, when you ask the question, is it fair or is it excessive to argue that under Justin Trudeau, Canada is a wobbling mess? I think it's very fair. I think that, yes, he put us on the international stage because of his selfies and perhaps his good looks. But Michelle's right. Where's the substance here? And when you look at it, you know, he said he was going to make it a better with the premiers. He was going to have better relationships. Well, let's look at this. British Columbia can't do the, uh, you know, the pipeline. They're fighting over that. We've got Ontario, as you know, and Saskatchewan um, on the carbon tax and the cap and trade. And now he's back down on that. Um, you know, when you look at uh, Alberta, it, we've got a united um, 
conservative government coming up, up under Jason Kenney. I don't think, I think that's going to be a thorn in his side in Quebec, too. I don't see the harmony that he said that he was going to bring. Um, and again, the big one right now, Roy, in my mind, is still free trade. And this one is a biggie. And he, he could have, he could have clamp down on the safe third country agreement and it's cost us 270 million with these people coming in and more and more and more but free trade we need some leadership here so i think it's fair comment and catherine well you know i i've said this before i think in a few years canadians are going to look back on this period this dysfunctional mess and say what were we thinking to elect a neophyte with a famous last name. I've said it many times. If his last name was Smith, we would never have heard of him. He had virtually zero accomplishments in his life. And he was a middle-aged guy. He wasn't like 23 or something. And suddenly he's prime minister. He's ill-equipped, horribly ill-equipped. And when I look at issues like the climate issue, like uh, the immigration issue and stuff, you know, I'm happy to see finally Canadians saying, no, we think there's a problem at the border. No, we're not buying that this carbon tax is going to make the economy stronger. What a, what a bunch of malarkey right from the beginning. I think the second time I said malarkey today, I better watch myself there with the malarkey. Uh, but um, it, people are finally starting to realize the bill of goods they have been sold by this whole government and saying, no, you're wrong. You're lying to us. We're not believing you anymore. And I sure hope a year from now and change in the election, people think long and hard if this is the way we want to continue. And it, Michelle, I'm with you on the, on the success. The success story is pot. Give me a break. Yeah, I, I will never forget Michelle saying that uh, when, they, when she would go to vote and Mr. Trudeau would walk in as, was he the leader then at the time or was he just a, a member of caucus, Michelle? Well, no, he was an elite Member. An elite member. Okay, okay. That's, that's even more important. But he would say to you, as he came in with his newspaper clippings, uh, of, which way are we voting? Yeah, which way are we? Which, which way yeah, are we voting? So he had no it? idea. Yeah, but he's clearly never had to work for anything in his life. No, but think about that. You've got a guy coming in who's going to be the leader of the party. I, everybody. I mean, most people had a sense that was going to happen with a caucus of thirty-two, that they were going to lean on Trudeau. And he says to Michelle, which way are we voting? He didn't yeah. even know. He, did he know what they were voting on? No. But has he ever sounded like he knew what was, he was talking about on any of the major files? Nope. Never. Never. He hasn't even bothered to try. Yeah. So it's no, not it's, a... It's, 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 I can't imagine anybody having cut anyone else in politics as much slack as that guy's been cut. And boy, has it proven to be a disaster for this country. So it's a fair point to raise. Eminently yes. fair. Eminently fair. so. Okay. And that cherry tree is full of cherries to pick, too, so we're welcome to pick them. Back to the lake with you. I'm in the back lake. to the river with Michelle. And <laughs> back to the pool with Linda. <laughs> all right. We're all wet. <laughs> <laughs> You're all wet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you next weekend. Thanks so much. Catherine, Linda, and Michelle, Swift, Leatherdale, and Simpson.